Welcome back to the Fulfilled Female Entrepreneur Podcast. It's your host, Cassandra Rosa. I'm a certified life coach and healer and business coach. And the mission behind this podcast is to help you to create a fulfilling life and business. Today, I'm really excited to introduce you to Blair Kaplan Ventables. And she is going to be talking about how to F the Instagram algorithm. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm really excited to introduce you to Blair today, and we're going to be talking about how to F the algo when it comes to Instagram. And I first want to start off by thanking you so much, Blair. I'm really excited that we are connecting for this episode today. I am so honored to be here. What a treat. (laughs) I love it. Yes, yes, yes. And I saw that you're Canadian, so it's good to connect with another Canadian. (laughs) Where are you? I'm in Toronto. I love it. Yeah, I'm from Winnipeg, but I'm living in British Columbia. So nice. I love it out there. It's so beautiful. So I'm excited to introduce you all to Blair Kaplan Venables. She is an expert in social media marketing and the CEO and founder of Blair Kaplan Communications, a British Columbia-based PR agency. She brings 15 years of experience to her clients, including global wellness, entertainment, lifestyle brands. She's the creator of the social media empowerment pillars that she's going to be talking about today that has helped her customers grow their following into tens of thousands in just one month win integrative marketing awards and more. Recently, US Today listed Blair as one of the top 10 conscious female leaders and Yahoo listed Blair as the top 10 social media experts to watch. So it's very special she's here. She has spoken on national stages and her expertise has been featured in many media outlets, including Forbes, CBC Radio, Entrepreneur and Thrive Global. In the summer of 2023, a new show will be airing on Amazon Prime video called My Story, which will showcase Blair's life story. She hosts a Radical Resilience podcast that I'm excited that we'll be chatting on too, and is an international best-selling author. In her free time, you can find Blair growing the Global Resilience Projects community where users share their stories of overcoming life's most challenging moments. Woo, what a bio. (laughs) That's my bio. (laughs) multi-talented, multiversed, and being recognized for your goodness. So I'm really excited to chat with you today. And I always ask all my guests, what does fulfillment mean to you? It's funny, a couple of years ago, um, you know how some people pick a word or a theme? A couple of years ago, my word was fulfilled. And I wanted to replace the word busy with fulfilled because busy to me triggered like anxiety and chaos and like put my nervous system out of whack. And so when people are like, wow, you're so busy, look at all the things you're doing. I'm like, if I feel like that, I'm busy, but if I'm at peace Mm -hmm. and if I'm fully immersed and love what I'm doing, I feel fulfilled. And so it's funny because I have this check-in with myself when I'm taking things on, does it make me feel busy or does it fulfill me? Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's an internal feeling of excitement and calmness. Um, and it's it basically, it's like medicine for my nervous system. I love that. I love that. I've never gotten a response like that. And I love that prompt to ask yourself is, is this going to make you feel busy or fulfilled? And mm-hmm. amongst all the beautiful things that you do to give back and make an impact, what's the most fulfilling part? 
A few years ago, I started something called the Global Resilience Project, um, fully funded from my social media marketing PR agency. We are now turning it into hopefully a gener money generating arm of my business, but we are our, we are a social enterprise where we provide a safe space for people to share stories of resilience, but we also financially give back to the community. So it's very rewarding. Amazing. I love that. And I definitely want to hear more. So what's the mission behind it? Like what inspired you to create such a powerful social movement? Um, content warning. My story is kind of heavy. I'm just going to give you the high level because it's its own, it's its own journey. But um, if you can't see me, I'm a vintage millennial. I'm not that old. I like to think I'm not that old, but um, my father lived with addiction and I'm a child of divorce. So when I was seven, my dad, who I was very close with, he was very deep in his addiction and he had to sell his business and he divorced my mom and was in and out of my life. Um, he, when I say bad addiction, like he kept a job and he lived, he didn't live on the streets, but like he lived almost on the streets. And um, it was very traumatic for me because it was in and out of my life. Lots of false promises. He broke my heart and damaged, <laughs> damaged me. I didn't have, you know, I didn't trust people and anxiety and depression. And, but in my twenties, I decided, um, I was given the tools I needed to forgive him. So I decided to just accept him for who he was. And we began a beautiful relationship and, I got a second chance um, until 2018 in December, we learned he was terminally ill. And so I started sharing our story of addiction, resilience, forgiveness, and it, our story was empowering people to get therapy or forgive someone or, you know, choose sobriety. And so uh, we decided to write a book and gather stories of resilience from around the world and give people a safe space to share that story, their stories and book end it with his story, my dad's story, and my story. So when he is no longer here, we can still empower people. However, from that moment on until now, um, I also suffered the loss of my grandfather, who was like my dad. He helped raise me on the way home from his funeral. We got in a car accident. I got a concussion. A couple months later, my husband had a heart attack and quadruple bypass surgery. Buckle up. It's about to get bumpy. That's not even the half of it. Uh, covid my, he, my husband's fine, by the way. He didn't die, but he it was scary. He almost did, in my opinion. He's like, I didn't almost die. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Wink. Um, we struggled this whole time with fertility. Uh, was told I probably couldn't get pregnant naturally. We did get pregnant naturally about a year after the heart attack, but unfortunately we miscarried. That same day as the miscarriage, we learned my father-in-law, who was like the dad I never had, like the most perfect dad, I, the dad I always wanted. Um, he was diagnosed with cancer the day of my miscarriage and three weeks later passed away. And then three months later, my mother suddenly died after a three week battle with cancer. And then not even a year, full year after my mom died, my dad died. So I became a resilient thought leader. I chose sobriety four and a half years ago, and I really leaned into being resilient because I had to, and I've done a lot of research on how to be resilient and Apparently the whole world needs the information that I have and it, yeah, I don't want to gatekeep. I want to share it. I want to empower the world to be more resilient. And luckily with my background in social media, PR and business, I'm able to do that. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing your story with us. And I know that there's something so powerful about people sharing their stories and to see mm -hmm. how you've come on the other side of us of the situations, multiple situations with having this perspective and having this 
powerful voice to share and create this mission from it is such a beautiful gift, which I know confidently that will inspire so many other people to do the same. So thank you for showing up and thank you for creating such a beautiful social change passion project in business that you're doing. It's so beautiful to see. And I feel super inspired by you. Oh, thank you. Well, thank you for providing me a space to share all the things that we share or will share. (laughs) Yes, of course. And I know that you're also very passionate about social media and you have these empowerment pillars in which you share with all of your clients and all these 15 years of expertise when it comes to social media and marketing and businesses. So I would love to pick your brain because I know even some of my clients, they can get frustrated sometimes being on social media and Instagram with all the algorithm changes first, like you you feel like you're in the flow and then boom, another switch happens. So I'd love to hear from you about what these uh, empowerment pillars are. I love this. Okay. So quick background, my background's in public relations. When I went to school, social media marketing wasn't a thing. I worked for Lululemon. I moved from Winnipeg to Edmonton to Vancouver. I was 23. I was like, okay, it's been three and a half years at Lululemon. I'm ready to do PR. And it was hard to move up. So I said, okay, I'm done folding stretchy pants. I'm going to start my own PR company. And it just so happened to be the beginning of the recession in 2008. And I was networking my little face off. And every time I sat down with someone, they wanted to learn about my background. And I would say, you know, I'm a public relations professional. And they would say to me, do you know how to use this thing called social media for PR or for marketing? And I always just said yes, but there was no one to learn it from. There was no YouTube videos or experts like me or courses. There was nothing. Um, So everything that I have started, everything I started to do came from a foundation of public relations, which is managing perceptions. It's different than marketing. It's a kind of a part of marketing, but completely different. So I built out systems and processes and over year, the years refined them and tweaked them to be based on what, you know, what has evolved. And so I created something called the social media empowerment pillars. And these are the seven elements you need to build out in a strategy if you want to be seen as a thought leader. So why don't I talk about that? And then I'll talk about like how to F the algo. Yes, please. Okay, great. (laughs) So there's lots of experts out there. There's lots of ways to build a social media strategy. Sometimes it's on a napkin with like a couple of points. Sometimes it's a 50 page document. You need to do what you're going to follow. Okay. So I'm just going to tell you the different elements. But basically, there's seven elements and you need to build out strategies within this in these empowerment pillars. So they spell the word empower. So the first E is edutain. This is all things related to content. Edutain means to educate and entertain. And the biggest thing you need to know about this pillar is that you're telling stories. You're not selling products. Okay. People do business with people they like, know, and trust. And how else are you going to do that with strangers? You're going to let them in. You're going to let them into your world. Tell us stories. How did you get to where you are? What moments led to this very moment? So that's edutain. M is for money. One, how much money do you want to make? Two, how much money do you have to spend on advertising or PR or whatever it might be in the marketing world? Social media is pay for play, meaning you can grow organically. It will take a lot of time. Social media is a slow growth. Or you can amplify it with advertising. Mm -hmm. So so you need to have a marketing budget. And if you can't because you're in the beginning and you're bootstrapping, that's okay. There's lots of ways around that. O, 
is for other players. If someone's not spending money with you, they're spending money with someone else. Find at least five other businesses who are comp that considered competition. It doesn't have to be direct, but if someone's not spending money with me, where are they spending their money? And do a deep dive. Their website, where are they on social media? What type of content are they posting? Where and when? Who's following them? What are they engaging with? Where are their opportunities? What works well for them? Where are their opportunities for you that you can accelerate in? Very important, okay? E-M-P-O-W. Wait, no, P. Personas. <laughs> I usually have a post-it note up because like for whatever reason, I can't remember the way the word is spelled because I think I'm dyslexic. Um, P, and I'm a published writer, by the way. <laughs> like I've published books. <laughs> Um, so P is for personas. Who is your ideal client? Who are your ideal customers? Maybe you already have one, the best customer in the world, the one that refers you business, the one that pays on time, the one that's very easy to work with, that trusts your expertise. You know, you know who that person is. If you don't, describe it. Where do they work? What do they do? Like, what do they do in their free time? What's their family life like? Where do they spend time on social media? Go into as much detail as possible. You can have one, you can have 50. Don't make 50. That's a lot of work. I say one to three, you know, because, you know, maybe it's a 38 year old female who has no kids and likes cats. Maybe it's a 22 year old male who likes remote control cars and has a twin and he goes to college. Like you have to figure out who they are because, you know, the 22 year old and 38 year old might be in different places on social media. You want to be where they are. Okay, so E-M-P-O, oh, so P's before O, <laughs> that's funny. Wait, e yeah, W is for wins. That's funny. I should always have my post-it note up. Where did it go? So W is for wins. This is my favorite pillar. This is the publicity pillar. First of all, when was the last time you shared something you accomplished on social media? Hmm. Right, okay, so we are, especially Canadians, we're very humble. But we need to share our wins. I like to call it peacocking. If you're a male peacock, you stick your feathers out and you shimmy them to attract mates. That's what you need to do with your wins. What did you, did you sign a new client? Did you hit a new financial milestone? Did you achieve that thing you've been trying to achieve for like two years? Did you get mentioned in the media? Did you help your client gain a new client? What are the wins? If you don't share what you're accomplishing, then how can I celebrate you? How can I brag about you to my network? How do I know how awesome you are? We've got to get better at celebrating ourselves. And there's ways to do it in like non-conceited ways. There's ways to share our wins. We want to celebrate each other. If you see someone posting a win, celebrate them, but also share your wins. Okay. And also this is the element where you're going to build your publicity strategy. Where do you want to be seen in the media? What expert topics do you talk about? What are you considered a thought leader in? For example, I'm a thought leader in social media and in resilience. Okay, so this is really important. This this element, this W element, is a very very important part of the pillars, where you build out your strategy for publicity. And publicity is when you're mentioned in the media. You want to basically build the whole route to where you want to be featured, and it's like climbing a ladder. So. We have edutain, money, personas, other players, wins. The next E is for engagement. How much time do you dedicate to social media engagement? Do you engage every day? Do you engage throughout the day? Do you just post and ghost? Do you schedule content and disappear? Every time you show up on social media, you're planting a seed. Hmm. 
You're planting a seed. When you like something, when you follow someone, when you make a comment, when you engage with a sticker, you're planting a seed. Oh, there's Blair. Oh, she likes this. Oh, she likes it. Oh, she followed me. Oh, you're going to know who I am, right? Same thing. If you're doing that, they're going to know who you are. You want to engage with your ideal clients. You want to engage with potential partners. Engagement's important, minimum 10 minutes a day, but I like to build my engagement around when I make a post. So what does that look like? Maybe I know I'm making a post. Maybe I engage a little bit, do some scrolling and some liking, commenting, make a post, and then I spend 20 minutes engaging. And what I do is I like posts and I comment and I follow new people and I make sure I'm engaging with people who are commenting on my posts. Engagement is very important. You need to be a real person because you are. And then the last, last pillar is the R pillar, which is realistic goals. I like to do a five-year vision. Some of you probably already do this. I see there's a vision board behind you. Um, you know, I have mine on my background of my phone. So I like, I used to do 10-year, 10-year visions, but then like my life changed really drastically and dramatically with all the people in my life who passed away. So I've decided five years, I'm going to do a five-year plan. So I go five years out and I look at my life and I divide my goals by professional, personal, and health. I, what does my life look like in five years? And then I work backwards. What does it look like in three years? And what does it look like in one year? And this is all really important because they all tie in your personal life, your professional life, your health all work together, especially because a lot of you out there are your business, right? You are the business and you need to let people in on what your goals are. You need to also, if you want to own a yacht and travel by a private jet, or if you want to like live in, off the grid in like, a one room hut by a river. Those are very different lifestyles. The amount of output you're going to have to do and money you spend on advertising and what you're sharing, they're going to be very different. So those are the empowerment pillars. And how does F the algo play into this? Screw everything you know about algorithms. I am so sick of people just creating content because they think it might go viral. They're creating this real, they hate it, but they know they need, need to do it because someone said so. Put all that aside, put it in the trash. Post what you want, when you want, how you want, where you want. Show up as you, tell stories. Am I wearing makeup today? Yes, a little, and Zoom has a filter on me. But sometimes I show up with my hair and a get shit done bun and maybe no bra, but I show up. And I show up on social media and tell a story because you know what? People are here to get to know you. And when you let them in to your world, you start to build the like, know, and trust. And who's going to spend money with you? The people who like, know, and trust you. And so what happens is that you show up and you be real and you let them beyond the tip of the iceberg. You show them the mess. You show them the good, the bad, the ugly. You let them in. You get to choose how much, but don't just show them the polished Instagram feed. We want to know the real you. We want to know all the work it takes to get to see what's on the feed. You have your own reality show at the palm of your hands. F the algo, post what you want, when you want, how you want. Maybe you post twice a week today. And then in a month from now, you're posting twice a day. That's fine. Do what you can when you can. F the algo. Love it. Love it. I'm going to listen to this and take in-depth notes. There were so many golden nuggets, like to unpack it all. That would be a whole other. Uh, I know, right? It's, it's so a big one. Good. Like so good, like a mic drop moment. I love it. Yeah. So to apply all the the pillars, because there's so many of them and I'm like thinking mentally, okay, I can adjust this. I can yeah. work on these goals. 
where do you recommend the people listening to start to really embody the empowerment pillars and put aside the algorithm and the things that they feel like they should post and really embrace their authentic way of posting? So that's a great question because there's a lot of different elements and these pillars can all be built out the same time, right? Like there's not, they have to all work together Mm -hmm. to hold up your strategy. Um, And you know, we're all different stages. So where do you start? I think you need to think, start by deciding how far into your life do you want people to be? Hmm. And what social media platforms do you absolutely hate posting on? Mm-hmm. Don't do it. And if you're like, Blair, I hate all of it. Hire someone. You have to be visible. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm very active on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. I have Twitter every so often I tweet. Like every so often I don't. I learned how to use Twitter from like Vancouver's first blogger. I have TikTok. I'm starting to vlog a bit more because I'm about to go on a crazy adventure to Africa and Croatia. Yeah. But I, I ebb and flow and I don't put pressure on myself. So if you don't like to be somewhere, figure out where you want to be and focus on that. Figure out where you don't want to be and stop doing it. That's like the first thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. For me, it's TikTok. TikTok's not my thing. None of the dances, none of the pointing. No. Get that 100%. That, I've, I've started using TikTok for vlogs. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm trying to vlog. And like, if I stay in the groove, great. And if I get out of it, then I get out of it like worse has happened clearly mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just social media like it's literally like we're, it's not we're not doing open heart surgery no one's you know no one's gonna be like oh no you didn't post on tiktok or you only posted twice this week it's social media it's an art form it's a place to get really fun and creative and do what you want mm-hmm. yeah no, I love that. It's getting out of our heads about it. Cause I feel like, especially as entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and all of the, the gurus that are out there being like, you have to be posting three times a day and this and that, like, I think it's just taking a step back from all of that and really just mm-hmm. doing what feels good and brings you joy and tell stories. I love that point that you yeah. brought. And well. like, if you like, if you focus on your business on money generating activities, like that's your priority mm-hmm. sales calls, like voice, like sometimes on Instagram, I'm sending voice messages to my hot leads and getting them to book a call. Like that's important. And that's still engaging, Mm -hmm. but you don't get distracted with making content. Like if you're spending like five hours a week filming reels and like those five hours could be used making money with sales. So if you feel like you're doing stuff because you want to, and you're passionate about it, great. But if you find yourself, it's like being forced and you're like, Oh, I hate this. I don't like to dance on TikTok. I don't like to dance on TikTok. My my business bestie made me like do a TikTok with her and there's a little bit of dancing and that's like all you're going to get from me. <laughs> I feel, if I don't like it, like I don't make the rules. I just break the rules. Like if I don't want to do it, I'm not doing it. Yeah. But you just need, you need to focus on money generating activities. And if you're not posting what you're passionate about, people can tell. Yes. Yes. And there was a point that you brought up and a question came up that I would love to pick your brain about, about PR and getting you know, getting featured in these, these different mediums, where would you start for someone that hasn't done that before? Step one, what are your expert topics? What are you the best in the world at? What do you know the best? Mm-hmm. Two, once you know that, what publications feature experts that talk about those subjects? Mm-hmm. Do your research. Maybe you know that there's someone you look up to in the industry. So like Brene Brown or... Gabby Bernstein or Amy Portersfield, she's like a top lady in the world of social media. 
go do some research. Where has she been featured? When she first started out, what publications were featuring her? What are they talking about? You got to do some research. So that's that's like a lot of steps, but that's like kind of step one. <laughs> what are your expert topics? What publications talk about those topics? And like, where has some a leader in their space been featured? I love it. I love it. This is very tangible. So many takeaways, so many golden nuggets. And I want to open up the opportunity to share what you're most passionate about sharing about. I know that you have a gift for the listeners and the viewers and your own podcast. I just want to open the stage. What what do you want to talk oh. about? Promote yourself. <laughs> um, there's so much. I'm going to give you guys like a high bullet point, like speed mm -hmm. dating, speed <laughs> bullets yeah but like bullets of greatness not pain <laughs> so um your gift is a visibility roadmap it's going to help you on the thought leadership piece thought leaders are you want to be a thought leader thought leaders are sought after by the media the clients come to you the other people in your industry come to you to learn so this is a um, basically a, a roadmap to help you get there I'm the most passionate, obviously, about the Global Resilience Project. Uh, right now, we have our book open. We're accepting submissions to be in book number two. Um, there's a nominal fee, but we have payment plans because it's a beautifully designed coffee table style book. I don't, you know, some of you are listening and not watching, but um, it's we have 70 stories from around the world in our first book and became an international bestseller. And our second book, we're going to have max 125 stories. We're going to be featured on Amazon Prime. We're going to actually be at the Emmys. We've been invited to a gifting lounge to gift copies of our books to celebrities and media. So if you want to be a part of the global movement and share your story to help others navigate similar challenges, please reach out. Um, I, I I would like to have 125 stories. Maybe there's only going to be 70 again. I don't know. Roll in with it. And my podcast is called Radical Resilience. So that's my active podcast. And there I showcase stories of resilience I create a safe space for people who want to share. We do that through the book, our website, my speaking. I'm a motivational speaker and the podcast. And um, I'm excited because you're going to be on the podcast. Yeah. So I'm excited to like turn the tables. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's some of the things that I'm, I'm really excited about right now. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So much goodness. We're going to leave links in the show notes um, or in the description of this video so that you can connect with Blair um, and really, really tap into all of the talents, all of the vastness, all the passion, all the purpose that I felt from hearing you speak and share all your goodness. And if they want to connect with you, do you have a favorite platform that is the place where you hang out the most? Yeah, I'm on Instagram a lot. So come find me. I am Blair from Blairland. I love it. I love that You're name. Fine. We're going to leave all the links. Thank you so much. Like that was such an information um, gift that was all just packaged so beautifully. And I feel like I've learned so much and I have some tangible steps to get started. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I hope you loved today's episode. If you did, please rate and review on podcasting platforms. If you're not already following me on Instagram, my handle is Cassandra Rosa A. Come follow me and stay tuned for another episode next Thursday. See you then. Bye.